Good afternoon, everybody. I am David Patrick Fleming, and with me, as always, is Jacob Beeman on episode three of Underdogs. Jacob, how are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good, David. How are you? Not too bad. Are you enjoying the 32 fucking degrees in Toronto? It's like a dog's mouth outside. Are, do- are dog's mouths known to like be if you hot? Walk- if you walked into a panting dog's mouth, what temperature do you think it would be? You think it'd be like nice, cool, refrigerated space, or you think it'd be hot steam that stinks just coming at you? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It 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 was melting. I, t- I took my dog Bruce out there. I've got a little portable water bottle that we take on on these hot walks, and uh, you know we have to take a break midway through. He's he's an old guy. He needs a little water break, cool down. So- You've watched TV with Bruce. He's come up to you. I'm sure he's giving you kisses. You know what heat comes out of that mouth. Yeah, I just never think of it as being something hot, especially not as hot as it really is today. I only think of it as love. I don't see love as a temperature. Yeah. Uh, So I want to start out with just a quick segment of something that's going to be called, What Did the Teenagers Throw on My Deck Last Night? And so just a quick backstory on this. I moved into a new place in Toronto in March. Uh, I got this deck in the back. It's a private deck. Uh, about two months ago, I woke up and there was like a full lemon cake, a busted apple, some plastic bottles, some paper. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's trash all over my deck. I clean it up. Uh, I become aware that there's some teenagers who hang out in the courtyard at night. And apparently, they just started launching trash into my deck. So they've been doing this for about two months now. And there's always different exciting things that I wake up to. Uh, over the course of two months, They've probably thrown things about 20 times, but for the last four or five days, it's been every single night. And what are so we talking f- about here? Like, what, what are the highlights of things that they have thrown over the course the of full, this? A full unwrapped lemon cake has got to be up there. Um, there was crumpled up flyers. There's plastic bottles. There was some explosive purple jelly shit all over my door. And just to say, like, this causes me massive anxiety because I'm, I'm fucking 39 years old being like haunted by teenagers. So I also feel stupid. I feel pathetic. I feel like I don't know what to do. I'm scared. It makes me anxious. I'm like in my bed at night being like, what are they going to throw? And like, I don't know how to deal with it. I'm like, should I call the police? I shouldn't. I don't want this to escalate. So the only way I'm going to deal with this is by creating this segment. So last night being Canada Day, they had a little party in the courtyard. So what I woke up today was busted pieces of rainbow stick candy all over my deck and some plastic pop bottle caps. So that was sort of colorful. It was sort of celebratory. Um, So as frustrating as it is and as enraging as it is, uh, I also could see the Canada Day sentiment behind what they were tossing up there. What is rainbow stick candy? Well, I don't really know. That's just what I'm calling it because it was a <laughs> swirly long stick candy that was rainbow in color. So you tell me. I what mean, do you mean guess, stick candy? I'm still not following. Well, it's like, a, it's, like, it's like if you had a straw-shaped something, but it was candy and it was rainbow colored. It's an edible straw that is like a sugar rainbow. stick. Like there's powder inside of it, or or the stick is. You what know, the I candy didn't pick is. it up and inspect it. Maybe I should have done that. I should have just handled all this uh, garbage that these kids were throwing. Listen, but, if uh, you're going to be doing a segment about this every day, I'm going to need some <laughs> serious details. So here. it's like a it's hollow in the center. Okay, so there's white sugar on the outside of it, and it's swirly, like it's twisted. Do you know what I mean? It's uh-huh. like it's like it's very actually it's very um, intricate in the way that it's put together. 
you know, and I picked it up and it was a little bit soft. And I thought in different circumstances, I might even eat this candy, but uh, did not eat the candy. I was basically having heart palpitations as I took it off the deck and I threw it out. I don't know if you know this about me, but I have in the past put myself out there on Kijiji Craigslist as a private investigator. And that's something that I would like you to do for me is to start keeping some of these uh, these pieces of evidence for me because, you know, that specific stick candy, I might be able to take that around to a couple convenience stores around your neighborhood, show them, bring it out with some gloves, maybe like tweezers, put it out and say, I need to know who in the last 24 to 48 hours have purchased this candy. Can you give me a description? Does it look like this this young fella or this young fella? And show a couple pictures of some snaps that I'm going to get from your deck at night with some with some thermal optics. Yeah, I mean, I can do that for you. I can't probably, I mean, I can try to rummage through my own garbage and get the stick candy from last night. I can see if I can do that for you. I was also thinking of hanging a clothesline and pinning up all the things that they throw on my deck to show them that you can't hurt me anymore. And then that would probably make them bully me even further. Also, I was bullied as a kid, so this is really triggering for me. So this segment is hopefully going to be cathartic because now I'll wake up and be like, I hope they threw something so I can talk about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to to hearing all the different stuff that they throw out there. Maybe even it'll get to a point where I can go down into the courtyard and be like, hey, guys, can you start throwing more interesting things up on my deck? Because it's getting a little dull. I'm trying to talk about it on the podcast and these plastic bottles. It's just old news, guys. So, you know, like maybe a dead cat, a squirrel, maybe like a knapsack, maybe like a police badge. I don't know anything. Just try to throw up different things up to the deck. How old does a kid have to be for you to fight him and to not be judged like really harshly? I think you can't be able to refer to them as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I think that you there's no good version of I just fought a kid (laughs) because if you beat up a kid, you're a monster. If a kid beats you up, you're pathetic. I'm still going to call like an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old a kid. Is that okay? Can you fight? Can you get into a fight with... I mean, I, I, I'm can't, not here's, here's celebrating violence in any way here. It's just no, no, a kind no. of a hypothetical. You, you, can't, you can't pick a fight with an 18 or a 19-year-old. But if an 18 or 19-year-old comes up to you and starts swinging, yeah, you can defend yourself. But you can't go looking for scraps. I mean, I wouldn't recommend any 39-year-old to just go looking for scraps in the first place. <laughs> but if somebody, you know, is pressing you against a wall... You know your super power, superpowers. You got to fight back, but I just wouldn't recommend it. Uh, you don't want to be on the front page of the Globe and Mail having beat up a kid. That's for sure. <clears throat> if it progressed, say to you know, they threw over a a loose bag of dog crap. You know, it hasn't been <laughs> tied off. It hits you square in the hair, and you know, you see him are like. He's 19 years old. I think that that's warrant of like getting in his face, maybe a shove, maybe go, grab I would, him by the I, shirt. I would, def- I would launch, I would, I would definitely launch the bag of shit. I would go down and maybe even face plant them into the bag. But because one thing you don't want to do is be the dude who they're doing this to, and then they hear you up on the deck calling the police, being like, they just hit me with dog shit right in my face. You know, like they would laugh at that for the rest of their life. I don't want that sound bite for them. Do you feel, I mean, I don't even remember if this was on our show, but I'm pretty sure 
um, on an episode of the Buck and Tabby show, you and I got into being teenagers and throwing snowballs and Oh, I, I did way worse things than this when I was a teenager, no doubt, hundred percent, way worse. Do you Maybe feel like not it's as like... cons- I didn't do it as consistently though. That's right. what's killing me. It's the consistency of it. It's like if they just if it was a one off, I'd be like, kids will be kids. But it's every fucking day, and it's like psychological warfare. They don't give up, man. It's like there's never a night where you guys just go to bed early. I don't understand. There's just never a night where you don't have something to throw. It's almost like they're at work. They're like, ah, oh, shit, I got to get back out there and throw something on the deck. We didn't do it yet. Yeah. Colin, Colin's buddy, can you stop at the store, grab a couple of water bottles or cans, something? We got nothing to throw at David. <laughs> yeah, like they know my fucking name. <laughs> I mean, they could be listening to this podcast. Maybe, maybe the real conclusion to this will be bringing them on the show, hashing it out getting to the bottom of their motives, hopefully an apology, and uh, the formation of a new friendship. I would love would relax me so much and create such less tension in my life if there was a, a bond formed, a bond of trust. Here's a question for you. Uh-huh. Start this off this way. With a baseball season being 60 games, do you think... Somebody in the big leagues this year will hit 400. No. You don't, just straight away, no. You don't think a player will hit 400 in 60 games? No way. No. There's going to be so many garbage pitchers throwing. Still don't see it happening. Why? Who? Who's going to hit 400? Bellinger? Maybe. Bellinger Tim, almost Tim hit Anderson? 400 for like 90 games last year. Almost hit Tim Anderson could, Vladdy could. None of them, <laughs> none of them did ever had, were at the four hundred mark though, were they? I think Bellinger was really close to the four hundred mark for a while last year, and it would be different if you knew that the end game was sixty games mentally. I I don't think it would. I think it would be more difficult knowing that the end. I think everything's there's going to be more pressure on everything. I think I think people are going to. I don't. I don't think there's going to be anyone hitting 400. No chance. I'll put no money on chance. that. No you chance. No chance. No chance. Yeah. Yeah. No chance with 400. How much would it irk you, Jose Altuve hit 400 oh this year? God. <laughs> <laughs> that that would really hurt. That would really hurt me. That would I'll, really piss me off. Although over the course of everything coming out, I did start to. You know, maybe maybe it was just uh, media manipulation, but I started to think that maybe maybe Altuve was on the lower end of of who I hated the most on the Astros. But the way they came across in those interviews, though, was dirt. It was just so slimy, man. And it's just so even if even if you weren't one of the guys, the PR was so bad. Yeah, I don't want any of those guys doing well this year or next year. It was just it was just the data that came out about how many bangs there were when Altuve had at bats. It seemed like it was really low for him. I don't know, but of course it could have been really low for him because he had a fucking sweet patch on his shoulder telling him he didn't need the 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 garbage can bang. I don't know. I I will forever believe that he had a patch. The, 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 that's just too rich a story. It's just there's too many little clues that I just buy into 
And I guess I, I, I love conspiracy theories as well. So I think that I'm just all about that conspiracy theory. Yeah. And just, just like the quality of him in that interview after the game, it's just, it smells like a lie. And, you know, he could be lying about many different things, but I'm going to put my attention to that. And it smells like that kind of a lie. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I love the conspiracies. I love the mysteries. I, pretty much all morning and even last night, I've just been thinking about when I'm going to start that new Netflix series that I've been waiting for, Unsolved Mysteries, the the rehashing of the show from the 90s. I didn't um, know they were doing that. Yeah, man, I it's up. I love that show. It, it's up on Netflix right now. They put it up yesterday. There's six six episodes. Oh, shit. That show used to scare the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. There were so many, like, ghost thing there was like ghosts playing poker on one i remember they, oh man i couldn't sleep after watching that show half the time we'll, we'll be getting into that i'm sure we're going to want to talk about some of those mysteries some of our theories from that <clears throat> so what else you I, was that yeah it? You just so wanna... no no i wanted to so this is going to open up another thing i was thinking about stats because it's a 60 game season stats are going to be skewed so what i was thinking last night was something called the COVID plus or minus 19. And now I want this to be Blue Jays only. I don't want you to think of players uh, outside the Blue Jays. All right. Do you think in 60 games, if they make the playoffs, doesn't count, 60 games, will a Blue Jay hit more than 19 home runs? Yeah. Who? Oh, man. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking about the home run numbers. What they're going to be like this this season too. I imagine like the home run leader is going to hit like twenty eight bombs, twenty six this season. You know, somebody's going to get off to a real a real banger start. Every, somebody always does, and you just don't know how consistent it's going to be. But yeah, I would imagine the home run leader is going to be in mid twenties at least. Yeah, just around under a game a home run every other game right so who do you got i think i oh god there's Good a couple god. interesting choices that you could go with but you can only stick with one you can't give me multiple players listen obviously i want it to be vladdy if vladdy hits well, 19- obviously we both want it to be vladdy obviously <laughs> i choose vladdy because i i choose with my heart so i'm gonna tell you right now my choice is vladdy you can go with me or you can go against me mm, i don't think it's gonna be I definitely don't think it's going to be Bo. I think Bo's power numbers are going to be down this year. I think his some of his uh, power numbers were a bit of an aberration from last season. There's an interesting article about about that on Sportsnet right now, talking about numbers that are interesting to look at with five different Blue Jays players and and Bo's power numbers being being the one for him. Um, and what a sort of aberration his power was last season compared to what he's done all throughout the minors. Um, cause I don't think he ever even hit 19 home runs in any season in the minors. Hmm. And that's over the course of 162. No, not on 162. No. That's like, no, they don't play any that many. 90 games, hundred games they play in minor league season. I don't know. Um, need an answer. I'm going to go with, uh, they Oscar Hernandez. Oh, what? Oh, wow. I didn't th- I thought you were going Grishik all the way. Um, okay, great. So I'm going Vladdy on plus 19 homers. You're going uh, Hernandez. Next, more than 19 stolen bases. Jesus, I, I, that's that's tough. I mean, how many how many stolen bases did uh, Biggio even have last season? 
in the whole year. Mm, I want to I want to say like mid teens, like fifteen. Yeah. So no like no one's no one's stealing nineteen bags. I think Bo wasn't up. Bo was only probably up sixty games. I, I think I don't know, man. I I mean, you can say nobody. You, your answer can be nobody, and then I can make my decision. But yeah, my answer's got to be not, nobody. It's not. I'm 19. going with Bo. I think Bo's gonna have nineteen old. bags. Yep. Yep. No way. Well, that's what I'm going with. Next is <laughs> now. This is a bit of a stretch. You have on no the evidence or anything to support that. Well, I mean, this is all just theoretical. Like I'm just like we're just putting our feelings into these okay. answers. Like, okay. Like I, I just think that um, Bo's gonna be hitting at the top of the lineup. He's gonna be a bit more comfortable in the league. I think that there's they're gonna take more risks on ways that they can win games in a shortened season. I think that Bo's gonna start to fly. I think he's gonna start to take off and. You know, 19 is a lot in 60 games. I think that's like, you know, like high 50s if you stretched it out over a full season. <laughs> insane but, you know, amount. It's not an insane amount. An insane amount is Ricky Henderson stealing like 130 bases one year. 60 is not an insane amount. It's just a really, really good year. Okay. And well, it's just a more interesting answer than saying nobody. Well, that's how I feel. We're going with our heart. Biggio <laughs> right. is going to steal more bags than Bichette, now, though. I'll tell you that. Now, right think, now. now, this is where the 19 gets stretched a little bit. Do you think anyone on the Blue Jays in it, I'm talking like the, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the players that I'm talking about. I'm talking like the starting potential 10, 11 guys. Do you think anybody hits below 190? <laughs> Um, oh God, you know, you could really see it with Grichuk. <laughs> Grichuk, you can imagine just, you know, he's got like 11 bombs. He's hitting 188, you know, maybe he's like yeah. hovering around 190, 194. Just to the media, just blaming it on coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I hope for his sake, he doesn't have the same kind of first 60 games that he normally does in a season because uh he's dreadful to start so are you choosing him or not yeah i'll choose him might as well <laughs> i really hope he doesn't but uh i'm gonna choose him <laughs> um i'm gonna pick uh hernandez yeah that's that's got to be the other choice i don't i mean look and this is obviously you don't know these players i don't trust hernandez hernandez's work ethic during the quarantine i don't trust my own work ethic during the quarantine this isn't that's not like that's a very common thing i think but i just think he's getting off to a real slow start gonna get in his head and it's gonna turn into cat shit real fast right uh last and this is for starters only do you think any blue jay starter will have an era below 1.9 no no <laughs> straight up no no that's a outrageous season yeah well it's an outrageous uh third of like you know not a full season there's tons of dudes who have those kind of eras uh, in june i'd say it's more likely that, that at the end of the season some relief pitcher will have a 19 era than, <laughs> than a starter will have a, a 1.9 era I'm going to say this because he'll be qualified as a starter, but I don't think that he'll get a ton of innings and it'll almost have closer like innings. I think Nate Pearson goes below 1.9 ERA. What do you mean he's he's going to have reliever like innings? Because he's not going to throw deep into games. He's not going to like have nine inning games. He's going to be throwing like three innings. No, it's not. 
Yes, he is. Why do you know how he... many teams are doing multiple starters a game? They're going to be doing uh, piggybacking two starters, throwing three innings each. And you're going to take Nate Pearson, who's never thrown in the big leagues. You're going to be like, get on out there, kid. Start launching into the ninth. No fucking way. He's going to throw gas. All the big leaguers are going to be like, ah, ah, it's so fast. Ah, and 1.89. You think he's going to be out there in the third with like one hit, no runs, and they're going to be like, Charlie Montoya is going to. One hit? It's, yeah, they are, dude, because he's an asset. They're not going to be like, oh, wow, this is a really important moment for Nate Pearson to make it into the fourth. No, they're going to be like, good job, kid. You got us to the fourth with no runs. I think that's These a dangerous play- precedent to start off. These a, players a are going to be coming out of the league season and be yanking him after three innings when he's having a great game. That's not what letting a lot him do of some starters work. are going to do. A lot of starters, get, that's what's going to happen to them. What do you think? You think these guys with barely any practice before they start the meaningful games are just going to start hucking into the seventh inning? No. No, I think they're going to let him do five, you know? I think he's going to have enough innings to, to once he does come up, which is going to be really interesting. I wanted to talk to you about that. We'll get to it after. But well, like, uh, he's, uh, I don't know, I just really disagree. I think he's going to have starter-like innings by the end of this, the season. I don't think m- many pitchers will have starter-like innings. I, I mean, compared to most, other starters. Yeah, and I think other starters are going to be in the four or five inning range. All right. Well, five innings and is fine. These guys are going to be coming out of their hotel in fucking quarantine, miserable, stepping into the box with no fans, and then 105, 108. He's going to be just fucking buzzing it. These guys won't even be awake yet. Uh, over, under, on on Blue Jays pitchers pitching a complete game at 1.9 at oh, so, so wait over <laughs> under on a Blue Jay pitching it's 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 under no one's pitching a complete game no no one's pitching a complete game not once I, probably in the entire league yeah that's probably true <laughs> how about how about over under 1.9 wins above replacement for Vladdy over uh Vladdy, please, please don't disappoint us. I'm just filled with so much anguish and, and nervousness. It's like I, how you feel about this trash being thrown on your deck is how I feel waking <laughs> up every morning thinking about what kind of disappointment Vlad could be this season. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. <laughs> what? How are they going to deal with Nate Pearson coming up? So he has to, he has to be up there. For, it's a 62 games, less than 62 games to get that extra year of service time. So we have to go once through the order with Nate Pearson not on, not on our roster. And then we can bring him up basically or one and a half times through the order and then we can bring him up. What kind of excuse can we possibly give to like he can't be he's not pitching somewhere else to get ready. <laughs> like, that's what, the thing that's so like. They're, like this totally fucks any excuse for not calling players up right away. It's yeah. like uh, he can't come up because uh, we want him to get some innings in the minors. Oh well, there is no minors. Uh, he can't come up because we want to make sure he's conditioned. Well, he's been doing fuck all for four months. Like what? What's the problem? Yeah. But that's also why he's not going to pitch a lot of innings, man. When somebody throws that fucking hard, you are worried about their elbow. Do you think? Do you think they can convince? Like, how do they even convince him to, you know, say he's. He's got a 
he he ramped up too quickly in in this shortened shortened spring summer camp training and uh I, I, you don't convince him you don't say hey man can you go along with our lie i think whatever garbage that comes out of their mouth is the same garbage he hears he's like hey man we're trying to uh rip you off can you go along with this for us uh, it's so tough it's so tough i can't remember who it was someone uh, maybe it was ben nicholson smith talking about like if you are a a video game uh, playing a video game simulation season you're just like yeah don't call up nate pearson but in real life, you have to have some sort of excuse. But it's tough because yeah. everyone, except for him, I guess, and like I would be curious to talk to him if he's like, okay, listen, uh, Nate, just wait one week, one week, and we get to have you for another year. You, you could, you could, uh, you could pull one of these. You'd be like, all right, Nate, we're going to call you up. Whoa, Nate, uh, your eyes look a little red. You think you might have COVID? Oh, Nate, you know what? We got to hold off on this. We were going to call you up, but it kind of looks like he might have COVID. So unfortunately, we can't test you for a week. So we're going to have to keep you out of the big leagues for a week. The other option, of course, and I think you know what I might say here. Give him COVID. Give him COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you know that they've got some vials somewhere that they're saving just for this kind of situation. Hey, Nate, we're going to call you up. Why don't you shake our hand and seal the deal? <laughs> we promise when you reach free agency, we're going to give you the best deal around. Let's spit on it and shake. All you have to do is kiss this old lady in the corner right before you sign and do this test. I don't know what else they can do. I, I, I was thinking that today too. I was like, how do they get out of that? And But I didn't realize what the amount of games it was that they had to... I, I felt like they could just... I don't understand why they can't just call them up. There's only 60 game season. Well, it's 66 days though. So we, we play 60 games in 66 days. And he needs to have, be up for less than 60... Less than 62. So he can be up. That can't be true, though, because they call players up to avoid that um, at like the end of April. It's it's just different the way that they calculated the the days. Oh, so they've 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 skewed it for this shortened season, is what exactly. You mean? Oh, yeah, I see, yeah, I see, yeah. I see. I don't know. I don't know what they can say. It's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. It's really unfortunate. Like I'm upset if like it's not the same as Vladdy, where I'm like, just call him up, let him start the season. It's like we have to call him up this counts as a whole year and it's already like this year that we don't really know how we feel about. And it's just shitty for everyone except for him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I want them to call him up immediately. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I, I can barely picture what my life is like six months from now, let alone like six years from now. But wouldn't you rather just it. take a chance and assume that we would like an extra year? No, I don't give a fuck. Like you want, you want one start. I, I, over I don't even one think I'm going to be alive in a year. I don't even think I'm going to be alive. I want to see him pitch as but much as I a, want to see him pitch. It's got nothing to do with me. It's my life. I want to see him pitch. Okay, but here we are on one side. We have one start. And then on the other end, six years from now, we have a potential 28 starts it's, it's in a full that. year. It's, it's, it's that it's it such an that. overt lie. It's such an overt lie that we all have to just agree with and be like, oh, I guess he can't come up. And it's so obvious. 
if it was the way it was and it was like you didn't have to come up with an excuse it's just like hey we can legally fuck you and we're gonna pin you up against this wall and we're gonna drop your pants and we're just gonna fuck you and everybody agrees that that's the way it goes that would be one thing but it's that we all sort of agree to this gray vague lie that keeps this kid from doing something that he has every right and deserves to do yeah i know it's just one start but it's like there's a whole like ethical thing behind it that is disgusting well i agree with that but still selfishly as a fan of the team i especially six from years from now with this squad all kind of coming up around the same time hopefully they've re-signed vladdy and Bo, or hopefully i don't know it's it's a really tough moral quandary think about how much life changes think about the world a year ago <laughs> you know what i mean think about the world six months ago a lot can happen in time and you never know what life is going to be so just let them fucking do the thing that they love to do that they're really good at and don't fuck with them don't yeah. throw shit on their deck <laughs> yeah i mean maybe maybe it'd be a great uh kind of olive branch to extend to them like listen we're calling you up right away we're not going to fuck around with you when it comes time for you to be a free agent remember yeah, yeah. that then, Ross uh, has run out of <laughs> Ross has run out of ways to lie on uh, camera, so we're just gonna actually have to call you up. He's just uh, really not comfortable with it anymore. And I love the player, love uh, the work ethic. Just uh, want to make sure that we've exhausted all opportunities to get that development. You slime bag. Uh, speaking of slime bags, um, <laughs> speaking of of COVID players. Um, some a flurry of activity this morning with the Blue Jays rosters. This morning, Bravik Valera has been selected off of waivers. Yay! <laughs> we got Bravik Valera off of waivers last year, and now we've got him again. Someone else has had him on on waivers, and we've claimed him again. Don't know what it is that we love about Bravik Valera, but he's back. It's crazy that Puig still doesn't have a job. I bet he's regretting licking every fucking thing in sight because now people probably don't want him on the team because he's just like a conductor for virus. Yeah. <clears throat> I would take Puig in a second, though. Really? Just seems like an older kind of Teoscar Hernandez to me. He's a better Teoscar Hernandez for sure. Puig has got a fucking rocket for an arm. He's He's got an OPS of like career OPS around 800. It's, Hernandez is so inconsistent. Yeah, I guess... There's, uh, there's times when you watch Hernandez when you're like, I don't know if he's a big leaguer. Puig's a big leaguer. Puig's a very dynamic, average big uh, leaguer. Yeah, I don't, I don't have his stats up in my memory, but I feel like he fell off the last two, two years pretty, pretty quickly. He still badly. had an 800 OPS last year. Really? That's, that's good, man. That's fucking real good. With a rocket arm? I'm going to look into that tonight. I don't necessarily believe you. If only there was these, if only we had these small devices that were computers that could <laughs> tell us things. There's no computers and no phones, <laughs> no real information on this podcast, okay? <laughs> I don't want you to fact check that. I want you to make bold claims and stand behind them. That's right. While you're looking that up, we've also It's exactly added... 800. Oh, wait, that's just with Cleveland. Totals, total 785. So with Cleveland, he had 800, but total 785. Now, if people could see my face. You guys face. can't see the face that Jacob is making, but it's eyebrows up to his hairline with such disgust. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I'll take Puig. Sure, let's sign him. I'm into it. But we've also added 
someone by the name of Brian Baker to our list. Oh, God, he sounds like he sucks. Uh, Brian Baker? Oh, God, he sounds so bad. Good old Patty Kiblahan and Josh Palakos. <laughs> How many times did you say Kivlahan before you came on today? There's no zero. way you just didn't have to look that up. No, zero no times. Way. Zero times, no. I promise you. No way. No way. I, my drama teacher in high school, her name was Heli Kivalat. 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 So, you know, it looks similar <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, see? You had to say that three times, and you well, said it different every it's time. Just, it's just the, the vowel at the end there that I was unsure about. Um, I so guarantee that, if I went on your laptop, it would be Google pronounced Kivlahan. <laughs> I don't even know who he is. It sounds sort of familiar. <laughs> it's a picture, maybe. Who knows? Um, that put up our player total up to 62. And the only way that you can get up above 60 is if you add players onto the 10-day COVID IL. Um, so what is that? Like, so people have to get it? Or they have to have been around somebody who has it, or there has to be. Like, no, they've been understand. doing testing. It's, they've been yeah, doing so, testing. So, and uh, can you lie, they just lie on the tests? No, no. Four players have been put on put on well, the ten day IL this morning as well. Jonathan Davis, Brandon Jury, Elvis Luciano, and Hector Perez. Not from COVID though. That's the theory. Yeah, they the they don't have to well, say. Isn't that convenient? What do you mean convenient? It's a convenient way to be able to move players around. Well, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that would rather have fucking Bravik Valera, Brian Baker, <laughs> Patty Kivalahan, and Josh Palacos than, yeah. than yeah, Davis, Drury, true. Luciano, and Perez. Like, uh, When you hear that somebody got COVID, is there any part of your mind that judges them and says, like, oh, you've just been out, like, breaking all the rules? Yeah, for sure. Um. But I also know that there's many cases of people who are, you know, at least they write on the internet about how paranoid they are and they wear wear a mask everywhere they go. They don't go anywhere. They get groceries delivered to them and they still get it. So who knows? But the weird thing is, is that MLB teams don't have to say that players got COVID-19. So they just add these players to an injury list. Don't say what for. Leave us all to speculate that they've got COVID, but don't don't say anything. And if I was a player on the cusp of being called up, making money, I would be getting COVID and trying to spread it to everybody so that I can get called up. Is it disappointing that these are the guys that have it? It's like the new steroids. Is it disappointing that what? Like, how would you feel? I, I might almost be relieved if I don't know. I don't know how to, how to feel about the COVID before training camp and on one hand it seems like might be a good thing to get it now hopefully you won't get it once the season starts but on the other hand if vladimir if i see vladimir guerrero's got covid i might be truly worried about him no man i think we make too much of vladdy's fucking any any anyone though man like numbers start getting up someone's gonna have a bad reaction i haven't heard a story of an athlete getting it yet where it's like oh they you know they were hospitalized i've I've, most of these athletes are just sneezing it out and it's done yeah but you know that at some point that's not going to be the case i know i mean look i absolutely there's going to be a story of someone getting fucked with it but you know on the one hand it's a tragic 
thing. But on the other hand, there's many people that are dying with it. Like doctors who are trying to save people's lives have gotten it and died. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we can make too much of more of an athlete getting it and it being tragic than that story because those people are literally there to help and save people. So I think that's what the athletes have to take into consideration when they agree to do it. I don't think anybody should play if they're really worried about getting it and they're in the position where they don't have to worry about money. And as soon as money comes into play, it really complicates the decision for people. And that's what makes it so difficult when you feel like you're sort of forced into doing this thing just to support your life. Like next week, I'm going to go fucking work at a restaurant. I don't want to work at a restaurant at all because I feel like I'm going to get it and I'm going to mm -hmm. die. Not die, probably, but you know, I could get sick for you might die. 14 bucks an hour. I might die. <laughs> yeah. Before I do, I'm sneezing on those teenagers. I'll tell you that. So we don't, we don't want them to get it now, or do we? Well, there's some tests that are coming out now that they don't think that if you get it, like they're, they're doing tests on people who had it and they don't seem to have that many antibodies that yeah, are present <laughs> in their system. So it sort of seems like, you know, it'd be amazing, not amazing, but it would be one thing if once you got it, you were immune. I mean, there'd, there'd be many great arguments to be had about uh, the way to go about it if that were the case, but it doesn't seem like that's the case, which also makes this whole thing scarier until we get a vaccine because you would think maybe, you know, if there's a second wave, a third wave, that the amount of people who could potentially get infected would drop off. But if you can get it again, fuck, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, it truly is. I, I read an article last night. I can't remember what state it was in. I should have I should have written it down in my notebook. But there's there's a story about somewhere in the states. There's this group that are holding parties, massive parties, and charging money to to have tickets to get in. And payout goes to the first person to get a confirmed COVID case after the party. So you can win. It's like you win a door prize by getting COVID. And they're in, trying to in, incite all these people who have COVID to come to the party so that they can spread it to people. And then it's a race to see who gets it first. And that would almost make more sense if there was proof that you would have the antibodies in your system. But without it, it just seems really stupid. Yeah. And also the amount of people that are asymptomatic carriers and pass it on to someone that is going to be affected really terribly by it. I mean, the States is fucked. Like the, their numbers are still super high. I, and I don't know, like, I, I don't understand how all this sports stuff is going to work out. I really hope it does, but it's absolutely not as important as so many other things that are going on right now. Um, in I guess before we end this, I just wanted to say this one thing and, you know, take this for what you will. Um, this is a really difficult thing that everybody is going through and many people are experiencing it on different levels. There's going to be so many stories that come out of this about how this has affected people's lives in such a grave, uh, grave way in you know, health and finances and purpose and mental health and addiction. And I just wanted to say that I myself am uh, really struggling with the mental health and the anxiety and the helplessness and uh, feeling completely lost. And so I just wanted to say that if anybody out there who's listening is feeling that way, that you aren't alone and that I do believe that uh, 
it is possible to get through this and that there are better days ahead. And I'm saying this as well because I don't want to feel alone. And I just wanted to acknowledge how um, difficult of a time this is because we can sit here and we can talk about, you know, sports and uh, put our feelings into that. And it's a fun thing to do. But there's a lot of really um, other serious things that are going on that people are struggling with and that, you know, I'm struggling with. And so I just wanted to say that uh, you're not alone. It's a great message. It's great to let to know people know that we're in the same boat and, you know, we're going to be here every day, every weekday, going through it too.